0: It's a treat to get together with all our brothers and sisters. How many people had a long week this week? Some of those weeks get long, if you're just honest. You? I mean, it's just crazy. And, and, but you know what? Just like we were singing, God is so faithful. And even in the midst of our, our, our daily struggles and the, and, and the weeks and things like that, I'm going to tell you what. How many people know that God is faithful. He's faithful. And I just keep singing that over in my heart and reminding myself and pulling out scriptures and everything else. And I tell you, you know something else is really cool? When you've got an awesome church family that's loving on you and reminding you, it just don't get no better than that. So with that being said, are you ready for a fresh word today? Yeah, amen. Man, I need tiny over there. I said, are you ready for a fresh word today now? Ain't too busy. I wish I had a piece of gum, but I ain't got none. Oh, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. That's right. If we go into overtime, bring out the banana pudding. Well, today I want to talk about a few things and and we're kind of this is stuff that you guys have heard before, but how many know we we need a reminder every now and then a fresh reminder occasionally. And so I, I that's what the Lord was showing me through some of the devotions that we were doing this week, and I thought, man, this is just a powerful powerful message that, that I just want to I just want to kind of just let God work this thing through us in the midst of the storm. And I and I tell you, we know about the 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 Ephesians 6 right y'all ever heard of Ephesians 6 y'all ever spent some time in Ephesians 6 about putting on the full armor of God and I love the book of Ephesians because it's got all types of promises in there Now I love the book of the Bible I'm going to tell you right now but you know as we're looking through the first uh, three chapters it reminds us of the grace and the glory of God and then 4 and 5 start talking about building the church and then in 6 it really ramps it up because there's spiritual warfare you ever ever dealt with any of that? It's not if it comes, it's when it comes, amen? So that's what we're looking at today. But I want to go ahead and ask you if you got your Bibles, open them up to Ephesians chapter 6, amen? All right. I bet you they won't do that on TV, put that chewing gum in their mouth. We, y'all on the ground floor, baby, I'm ready. What you see is what you get. <laughs> I love it. it. You know, I tell you what. You know what I think's amazing? When you're just yourself, people get to see more of the Lord. You know, I see so many people get dressed up and put on this and try to talk a certain way, to try to do a certain thing, to be a certain somebody. All I want to be is used by God. And God will use us just the way we are if we let him. And Lord, I'm asking you today to use me just the way I am and and, and just transform my life. So i want to read a few things here. Like I said, today's a little reminder. And I said, God's always faithful. And something that I wanted to talk about, when I, when I realize how faithful God is, that gives me some peace in the midst of my storm. How about you guys? Have you ever looked at something and said, I don't know how that's going to work out? But God does. And a lot of times, even if you think you know how it's going to work out, it doesn't look just like the way God works it out. Now, I don't know about you, but over my 54 years, I'd say I'd rather go with God's plan than mine. I would much rather go with God's plan than mine. Now, I I say this often. Let me just double back over here. It's not about comfort, is it? It's about conforming us to the image of his dear son. And that's what we're going to see today as we walk through a few things. It's about conforming us into the image of Christ. So this is where we're going to get to just to tip my hand a little bit, and it says here in the the scripture, Ephesians 6.10, it says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. We try to do it on our own strength, don't we? I'm the only one. I mean, we really do try to do it on our own strength, right? How many people do this? I'll raise my hand already. (laughs) A lot of times we like, we don't want to bug God with the small stuff, we'll just give him the big stuff, Right? Oh, I got that, I got that. Well, guess what? Those little things add up to big things. But I found out this. God desires for us to trust him in all things. And he's faithful in all things. And you know what? The more I trust him with all things, the more time I get to spend with my heavenly father, the more I get to rely on him, the more I get to see how he's working things all together for the good. And that's a win for anybody, right? I think so. So look at this. I said, when, when we're looking at this here, I don't think the church in general sometimes, realize the battle that we're in. I'm going to get serious for a minute. I talk to a lot of people. I see a lot of stuff on TV and everything else. And man, we're just, woo! Man, God wants you this way and this and everything's going to be all right and all that. I lie, guess what? I'd like to say that, but there's going to be some tough times. So the message is to prepare us, not to scare us, to prepare us. This is not a doom and gloom message by any means. It's a hope a thankful, a grateful message to prepare us because life keeps changing, on him. You? you? can have everything going on in your life, man, you just think, man, it's falling apart. Guess what? Everybody else, they just keep on walking. As a rule, the world, the world don't stop. The wheel keeps turning around. I wrote something the other day. I said the wheel keeps turning. Just don't get in front of it, <laughs> right? Because it'll mow you down. But I tell you what, God will still be with you. God is still for you, and he'll keep walking with you. But there's such a spiritual battle zone, and I think I've seen it even more and more with the media. Now, the media can be used for some amazing things. We're use it. we using it right now to reach people around the world. But the devil will also try to do that to manipulate things and make you think that you're not who you really are in the Lord. Now, I, I say this from time to time, and I'll use one of Angela's words about Facebook, and I, I like Facebook for what we use it for. I think it's great. There's a lot of great things. But just like anything, if you use it for the wrong thing, it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to be good. But she calls it fake book. Have you ever noticed on Facebook, most of the time, everybody's life is perfect. There's people twice my age don't have a wrinkle. It's crazy, you know? Kids getting straight A's, dog don't even bark after nine. I mean, just all this stuff. I'm thinking, where in the world is that? And then you get the other person. Ain't nothing good. I'm gonna tell you, anybody ever met somebody hit the lottery for a million dollars and then complained because they had to count it? I can't believe, you know, they want me to count, did you know they wanted me to count that money too? It's, it's like that. It's funny, but, but maybe it isn't because it's just really crazy what, what we think about. But today, we need to dress for the mission. We need to be combat ready. And now, I've talked to people and said, well, I really don't like like conflict. Okay? I don't like conflict either. But guess what? It's a coming. There will be conflict in your life. There will be problems in your life. There will be things in your life that is bigger than you. Somebody say amen. I say amen. And it's just things you never saw coming. I mean, there's, there's something else. I've done a many a funerals, and one of the things I sit there and think, I said, you know, last week, we probably, none of us thought we'd be standing here. Never thought we'd be doing this or doing that. How do we prepare each day for the long haul? I'm not saying that we, we just got our eyes on heaven and everything else is, 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 is going away from here. I'm saying that we need to be ready and dressed for the mission. You're going to hear that over and over and over. Somebody's going to say, what was the, the message on? Being dressed for the mission, Amen. Had a few more things in here. I think sometimes I'm I, I really debating how to say this. Let me just let me just this. Buddy does not think he's the only preacher in the world. Buddy does not think he's got it all figured out on, on having everything right and all that. Please, I'm not saying that. But there's sometimes when I talk to people, I go, "What have they been feeding on?" How about you? What in the world are your values? Are, that's not saying I, I don't miss it sometimes. But I, I, when I talk to folks, it seems like the, the chasm is getting greater and greater. Because you know what? They're taking this and putting more dust on it. See, it used to be here. Then, then it was over here. Now it's back here. now Now you don't even see that. I never forget this. When Jess was in school. He told me one day, he said, Dad, we were doing something, and I gave him an answer and stuff, and they said, well, where did you hear that from? And he said, well, from the Bible. And there was somebody in his class at a young age. I mean, they were probably teenagers. They said, what's that? I said, they were, they were kidding. He said, Dad, they weren't kidding. See, they, they want to, the, the enemy wants to dearm you. He wants to expose you. He wants you to put your guard down. We're going to be talking about putting our guard up today. Everybody doing good? Let's do it. Let's get ready. If you got your sheets out, I hope you guys take some notes. I'm going to read a, I'm gonna read a, uh, several verses, then we'll kind of break it down a little bit. I know that's small. If you got your Bibles, you can follow along. Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord in his strength and his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Let's just stop right there. He's giving you a warning. The schemes... Of the devil. All right, you see, buddy, we know that. Do we really know that? See, a lot of times we want to be mad at the person, all right? But see, sometimes it, it's, it's the devil working behind the scenes, all right? I'm not saying every bad thing, oh, the devil made me do it. Don't get me get me on that. But I'm just saying, are we prepared for that? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. He's telling us right there. It's on. We live in a fallen world. And let me tell you, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You guys heard me say this many times. I talked to my boys. I said, the devil's not trying to bruise you, baby. Keep your guard up. Keep your eye on the prize. Let's keep going. But see, if if somebody doesn't have the foundation of the Bible, if somebody doesn't have the word in their heart, they don't have the full armor of God on, guess what? They're going to be tossed back and forth. It's going to be... It's going to be tough. He says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand uh, in the evil day and have uh, done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as the shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Now, I'm not going to break each one of them out because the devotion that just spoke to my heart this, this week was really about putting that shield on. And I want to talk about that. In all circumstances, he didn't say in some. He didn't say every now and then. He says, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. Our faith is so important. It's not so much the size of it, it's who you put your faith in. Right? In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you are which you can extinguish all the flaming darts. Of the evil one. Now I'm going to come back to that in a minute. It says and take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit. Which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the spirit. With all prayer and supplication. To that end. Keep alert. He's telling us. He's giving us the signal. Beware. Trouble's coming. See this is, this is what happens. Today. Folks have manipulated. Or tried to manipulate the gospel. And the going to give you everything you want. Oh, it's good. Oh, everything's good. I'm not saying that it's not good. It's the best news I've ever heard. That Jesus gave his life for my sin-filled life. That he laid his life down and rose on the third day. He poured out his blood and purchased me and anybody else in this room or into hearing of my words or in all history that put their faith and trust in them will be saved. But what happens is you tell, you tell somebody, say, hey man, you know what, I joined that church down there. And I said, yeah, okay, I believe that and everything else. And then all of a sudden you had, you had some trouble in your life. And you say, well, that, that, I, I don't believe that. That gospel doesn't work. <laughs> what are you going to go to if you don't have the gospel? What are you going to go to? Me and Ms. Karen said this a hundred times over the last few years. What in the world? She says, honey, what in the world do people do that don't know Jesus? i tell you what they do. They cry. They get bitter instead of getting better. They don't sleep. They're restless. They take their problems and put it on everybody else. And they just are used by the enemy to just crank this thing up and try to point back and say, well, God doesn't work. It's not about your comfort. It's about our conforming. This is a straight up message today. This is a straight up message today. Let's keep on going. And it says, and also for me, he wants us to pray, right, that the words may be given to me and open in my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to. This is Paul. When y'all picture Paul in your mind, I just picture some strong strapping guy. I said, man, that dude's tough. And he said, man, pray for me. Right? He said, pray that I'll be bold. What else does he say? He says, because I'm an ambassador. Where's he at? He ain't at the car lot in a Rolls Royce. He's in chains. that speak to anybody? I'm just saying, sometimes it doesn't look like you think it's going to look. Sometimes when you're doing the right things, bad things still happen. Sometimes when you're going through, notice I said going through, it gets a little tough, but God will never leave you. These are the things that we need to get in our spirit now because you know what, regardless of where we're at, I said it last week, he is the God of the mountaintops, he's the God of the gaps. He's going to be the same God on the top, he's going to be the same God on the way down, same God in the bottom, everything else, somebody say amen. Because that's what I need. I don't need no how to do to God, I need God. The one true God in the Bible. Sticks closer than a brother. The one says, hey, I love you, I got you, I have made a way for you. I'm, I'm telling you what, this is what we, we have in him. You get a chance this week, I want to encourage you to look at those six chapters of the Bible in Ephesians. Now, I want to go back to my verse that I got underlined up there. Verse 16, it said, In all circumstances, take on the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Man, I want to tell you what. Learn some cool stuff. I mean, people like like watching the old movies sometimes. You know, you see different things. And I just did some studying and doing some studying and looking at all that. They said that that the soldiers, the Roman soldiers, would have that shield. They said it was about six foot high. In my mind, I always thought it was made out of metal. When I studied it this week, said it was made out of wood. I said, wood, how about that? And then they would take animal skin and put it on top of that and tack it to it. Then they would put water on that. I said, what in the world? See, what would happen is they would line their team up, so to speak, their community, their soldiers up, and they'd take that shield and put it in front of them. And then they would have other folks come around the side with that shield. And then they would have other ones stand behind each other and have that shield like this. They actually, you know what they call it? A tortoise. Like a shell on a turtle. If you ever look at that, and I go, man, that is so cool. You say, well, why would they put water on it? So that... Every one of those fiery darts or arrows that were coming in off the top of the castle would land in that top of that shield, and it would extinguish the flame. That's pretty amazing. See, Paul wanted his readers, and he wants us to know that God's got us covered. See, we read through the Bible real fast and go, oh, well, yeah, okay, that's cool. Got to, oh, yeah, No, take time, just like we talk, we're going to talk about it here, to be a student of the word of God. Learn more things about that. I think it's amazing because you know what? I can put it this way. When things are going on, there's a lot going on in my life. How about you? Everybody's got something. It's nice when everybody pulls together. It's nice when everybody says, hey, you know what? I know you can't do this, but I can do that. And you can't do that, but I can do this. We're going to pull together. And then they bathe in prayer and, and, and to extinguish those darts that are trying to come in from the, the, the evil one. And, and come inside you and you just keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Somebody falls down, you pick them up you keep moving forward. That's what a church family is all about, I believe. That's what we have here. I'm so, so grateful. I'm paying it back and forth. And for those who couldn't make it, I am so grateful for our church family. But I never really pictured it like that. And I thought about when I was a kid. How many people had a turtle and they named it Myrtle? <laughs> Everyone, right? And, and I remember getting up and, and going to school. And how many people walked to school? a lot of people are like, what? <laughs> we had a school, but now we thought we were so cool. You, you didn't go on a school bus. I went to sc- uh, half-day half kindergarten. I don't think they could put up with me all day. So it was half-day kindergarten, we got on the bus. Then after that, first grade, baby, I was on my bicycle. I was walking through the woods, right? <laughs> the danger zone. But it was a different world then. But I'm going to tell you what, I'd, every now and then I'd find one. I think they call it a boxer turtle or whatever like that. You know, the, the, the yellow and black one. And and I thought about that tortoise shell. Isn't it funny? You read stuff and you, you go way back. And you think about how that, that turtle would pull in and have all that covering. You know, sometimes when we're walking, we need to pull in and pull together and have that covering of prayer, of love, of forgiveness. Sometimes you don't even know what you need. You just say, man, it's tough. How many people have been through a situation and people said, just let me know what you need? We all have. We've been that person and we say that. How many people have been that person on the other side and you go, I don't know what I need? But one thing I know that we always need is prayer. Is prayer. If you never know what, what you can ask for or, or say what you need, you say, I'll take your prayers every day. Every day. The faithfulness of brothers and sisters standing in the gap with us is amazing. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Let me tell you, he's out there, right? I'm not giving the devil too much credit. I'm just telling you the truth so you can see the truth of God's word because God is over all things, amen? All things come from him and we can rest in that. So look at somebody and say, keep your guard up we're going to have to do it. Let's do it. How do we keep our, gods, our our guard up? I can't say it enough. I was saying, I didn't know if Donnie and, and uh, Miss Joan was going to be here. Donnie's little granddaughter. Uh, she's in karate, and she's moving up through the ranks. And many of y'all know, I used to be in martial arts. I always thought that was so cool. And when I was looking at this, and I, I saw her get her belt presentation and all that, I think that's good. It's a lot of hard work, a lot of discipline and things like that. But I can always hear my teacher in the back of my head. He like, said, get your guard up. Get your guard up. See, what would happen many times when we're sparring stuff, people would turn around and they would do this. They would kick and drop their hands. First thing they do all the time. You got that right and they do this. Boom, they get you. Keep your guard up. Keep your guard up. I can still hear them say that. I believe that the scriptures are telling us that keep your guard up. How do we keep our guard up? Look at this. We need to be in the hearing of God's word. Just like you are today. But not just today. Every day. How many know it's good to hear it every day, all the time? So I've noticed this at my work, going down the road, going in the mall and all these different places. You ever seen all the earphones they got now? They got one thing that looks like a piece of candy. It looks like a candy cane hanging out your ear. And then they got the wire ones, you know, all that. And, I mean, and I'm wondering, what are they listening to? Now, the one I got is a little small one about like this. looks like a peanut in my ear. In 99.6% of the time, I'm going to listen to scripture if I got that on, right? But I often wonder, you ever see somebody, that, that say you're at the mall or shopping, or you might be in a doctor's office, they look looking at it. They laugh. Oh, they just like this. And they're not even, they're a million miles away. They have no idea what's going on around them. I'm telling you, when you go out Christmas shopping, you might want to take them ear, earphones out. You better have your head on a swivel because people will clunk you in the head. I'm just telling you. it really will. you got to be careful, right? I'm just, I'm, I'm just pulling it down to real facts and details. But I wonder what you're listening to all the time. I'd like to say, hey, are you all listening to the Keep the Promise app? They go, who are you? I'm taking it. That's a no. While we're talking about that. There's a lot of great things. We use our website. We use YouTube. The guys put all this stuff together, and I'm so grateful because we want to use everything and make the most of every opportunity to share the the gospel with people. But we need to be in the hearing of God's word. Look what the Bible says about this here. Ready? You've heard this many times. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm. We're hearing a lot of stuff, but I'm not so sure we're hearing the word of God. I'm not so sure that when we even think we're hearing the word of God, that we're hearing the word of God. I'll just leave that where it goes. People will try to manipulate stuff and twist stuff for their gain. Follow along with this. I'm going to do my very best. If there's a question, let's look at it. Let's see what's going on. My desire, my heart is to follow this the very best I can. Amen? That's what we're going to do. When's the last time you listened to some preaching outside of church? When's the last time you walked in a store and you heard some praise music? It's been a while, right? You know what people say, well, you know, it's work and it's business and, you know, I can't force nothing on anybody and all that. If I got a store, don't come there if you don't want to hear it. I'm just telling you, how you doing? I said, how you doing? Can you turn that down? Oh, you mean the praise music? (laughs) That's it. Man, I want to turn it up. Now, I still like some other stuff, too. But I'm going to tell you what, there's nothing that's going to fill you up like listening to the Word of God. And he fills you up so that you can pour it back out for somebody else. How about this? We talked a little bit about it. How about studying the Word of God? Man, it's an investment. Look at this, 2 Timothy 2.15. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Rightly handling it. When I was studying that scripture out, it said there, there's a Greek term they talk about, but basically it means like this. It just means really using your craft, using using that tool as a tool. Somebody that's really proficient in it. As we do that, we want to refine our lives with that. We want to look at God's word. Look up the cross reference. Look at things like that. Pray about it. Ask Holy Spirit, Lord, help teach me what you mean by this. Do your best to present yourself to God. Now look, don't get sidetracked on this one verse here and think, oh, I gotta be smart enough to get to God. If you're looking at your pastor, you know that is not true. <laughs> God is so good. And you know what? It's not it's not bad to, to laugh at yourself. People say you put yourself down. I said, no, I'm just going to find God. I am so excited that God would use me. How about you? I get crazy excited. The guys at work go, hey man, what's going on? I said, this is what's going on. Guess what? I get to speak over here, I get to do this. Man, I tell you what, we had everybody at church this week. Woohoo! And they go, man, if you can't get excited about Jesus, I don't know what you can get excited about. Now, there's things in our life that grandbabies, you can get excited about them. Right? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and your babies. But I'm just saying, there's things that you get excited about. But this right here has eternal dividends. Eternal dividends. We're going to talk some more about that in just a minute. Look at this. What about speaking the word of God? Hmm. We've seen this verse many times. I want to read it to you right now. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. It's just amazing to me what comes out of our mouths sometimes. Have you ever heard that? I was talking to Brian the other day, and we talked. He said, How's it going? I said, I'm hanging in there. And then I said, If I tell you what's happening, I'm going to give you facts and details. I'm not complaining. See, if you give somebody facts and details and it's not good, they think, man, they're complaining. If you give somebody facts and details and it is going good, then people think you're bragging. (laughs) You ain't going to win with people, right? But I'm going to tell you what, you always win with God. So when you're sharing things like that, I love to point it back to God's word. But here you go. What are we speaking you hear all types of stuff you guys heard me talk about this many times it, it's amazing to me to just watch people 's bodies' language it, it, it when, you, when you start saying something you can see you can see it in their face if they you don't even have you can look out the window at your neighbors if they're in an argument and know that they're not talking about going on a fishing trip. That face gets all tense and like that you're going wow, I guess they're not coming to the Christmas party, or did not you see the other stuff like they just just what hey. How you doing? Well, that's good. Oh, that's nice. That's it. And the reason I bring that up is people know what's in here. You can say whatever you want for a while, but as time goes by, your actions are going to take over, right? So watch what you're feeding on because you want good stuff to come out. Watch what you're studying. How often do we study the word of God? I'm not talking about getting out there and doing this and that and and encyclopedias if that's what God calls you to. I'm talking about you just spend a little time with God each day. You'd be amazed what God can do in your life and through your life. How many people have seen this? You come to Bible study on Tuesday night, and the next thing you know, all week long, that's what shows up in your life. He'll work like that, won't he? How about you take the message from this week, and next thing you know, time you get to the restaurant here, and somebody said, man, you know what? We were just talking about that. Because what God does, he deposits those seeds of, 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 of his word in our life. And then as we're walking and talking and, and, and praying, he's watering those things. And it, and it starts growing into a fruit. so we can turn around and say, hey, you know, we just talked about that. Maybe there's something we can bring to the table. But what happens is so many times we don't put our guard up. Yeah, whatever. How many people have ever told, said something to the kid and they said, whatever? I remember Trying to say that to my dad. And I got, what, out. Times have changed. (laughs) And I thought it was going to be forever before I got back out of the house again. It's like, who do you think you're talking to, boy? I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what happened. You know, I hit my head on my bicycle when I was little, Dad. It couldn't have been me. (laughs) Keep your guard up, baby. Keep your guard up. Throughout life. We're bombarded with thousands of fiery arrows. I said, Satan's always launching an attack on us. I said, but you know what? Faith is concrete conviction in the Lord. Concrete conviction. Faith is solid and unshakable, confidence in God, built on the assurance that he is faithful to his promises. By faith, we, you move forward. Even when the destination is not clear. How many people love a real clear path in their life? It would be nice if you had that, didn't it? I think you've got to have a plan. I think we've got to pray for it. I can tell you, 54 now, at at 5, I wasn't thinking about being a preacher. At 10, I couldn't spell preacher still. At 14, I thought I knew everything all the way up to about 25. How about y'all? Am I close on the age? Somebody's smiling over here. I ain't going to point nobody, but that's about right. By 28, you start going, well, maybe dad ain't that dumb. By 30, you're thinking, I need to hang out with him more. 35, you're on the phone with him every time you can if you still got him. At 40, you say, tell me more. And then it's your turn. How are you pouring back? How are you receding back into them? I'm reminded by a lovely lady that I live with and love dearly called my wife, the smart one in the family and much more beautiful than me, Y'all don't have to say amen because I already know it. Thank you, son. (laughs) Thank you, son. This is coming your way. I'm glad you took that. (laughs) My wife often reminds me when I'm talking to my boys, well, how many times did your dad have to tell you that? I don't know. She said, well, you don't know because you won't listen. I said, (laughs) she's right again. (laughs) So just keep on telling them the truth. Keep on loving them. Keep on inviting them over sharing bread pudding that grandma brings over hope we get some this week oh did I say that (laughs) keep the guard up everybody doing good see you got to have fun with this stuff too because it's real life it's real life look at this here problems grow us can I get an amen? amen oh did I say it's a fun process no I said problems will drive you to the Lord and teach you to lean on him no one wants problems nobody signs up for that we all want a life that's smooth sailing and happy and great relationships and, you know, fulfilling jobs and all that. Obedient children, obedient children. Obe- oh, I only had that once, but I'll just make sure I got it. No, I've been really blessed. But the truth is this, problems keep coming. You said I thought this was going to be encouraging. It is, because you know what? Problems grow our confidence in God. Problems grow our confidence in Christ. Over the last few weeks, I cannot even, I, I need to really catalog all the blessings in a really difficult time that my family's going through. Everybody has them. But a lot of times we end up looking so much at the problem that we don't see the blessing. I don't want to be that guy. A friend of mine at work always says, I don't want to be that guy. I want, I want to take the high road. Well, you have to choose to take the high road. Because <laughs> if you default, you're going to take the low road. Amen? That's what you're going to do. But I tell you what, as you turn around and feed on the word of God, speak the word of God, study the word of God, you're going to see more and more that God's for us. Look at this. Verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. See, one of the problems I see over and over and over, we want to wrestle against each other. We won't wrestle against each other instead of just turning around. And look at this. It says, do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Think about this. I've used this illustration many times and it's still got good gas mileage. Whether it's at work, whether it's at church, whether it's at your family, whatever. You turn around and somebody says something that irritates you, whatever the case is, on a Friday at work, for example, and all weekend, you're not sleeping, thinking how you're going to tell them this and that and everything else. And you, boy, I tell you what, when Joe comes to that door, I'm going to fix him. I'm ready. Boy, when Sally comes in, I always, who does she think she is? And they walk in the door and you go, and they go, oh, how you doing? They haven't thought about it since last week. You know what I found out of them? Y'all going to laugh. I said, I'll fix him. i just pray for him. <laughs> how about that? I'm just going to pray for them. And as I'm praying for them, the Lord starts convicting me. Maybe you're going to pray for yourself. How about that? And I go, you know what, Lord? I don't know what they got going on. I don't know what's going on. I'm never going to tell you to be a, a Christian floor mat. But I'm telling you, the more time we spend with God, the more time we spend in his word, we're going to see compassion. We're going to see things like that. And we're going to take a different look at stuff. So don't, don't get wrapped around the wheel. Also, see this. We love to, to play the blame game. Anybody had the blame game played on them? All right, while well you got your hand up, how about you playing the blame game? The hands went back down kind of fast, but I'm going to pray for all of us. How about that? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, if she didn't do that and he didn't say that and they did this and all this stuff, you know. Why don't we just say, Lord, I don't know how to, how to fix this. I don't, I don't know what you want me to do, but I, I'm available Lord, help me in this area of my life. You might find out, the Lord said, just keep your guard up. Keep on pressing in. Keep on studying the word. One of the things we just need to settle in life, that God is for you. I had a lady come over the other day, uh, and I asked her a question that somebody asked me, a lady in ministry come over, and we're talking about a couple things, and I said, what do you find is your greatest You know, a thing that you overcome with dealing with people. And she said, commitment? She didn't even blink. She said, commitment. I said, really, tell me about it. See, we are committed to so much. We have a schedule that is so full. We're going to do this. We're going to be here. We're making all these plans and everything else. How committed are we to Christ? How committed are we to share the gospel? If I ask you this, you don't have to raise your hand. When's the last time you shared the gospel with somebody? 150,000 people die a day, many of them without Christ. Let me ask you this. Does it concern you that somebody doesn't know Jesus? Not that you're right, they're wrong. I'm not talking about it. Does it concern you as a Christian, as a believer, that you know what the Bible says, and if they reject Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the only way to heaven, if they do that, then they are on the path for hell. That concerns me. Now, I don't have to argue with them. I don't have to say I'm right and you're wrong. But I try my very best to love them where they are and love them towards the Savior. And sometimes it's tough, isn't it? Sometimes it's tough. Our job is to love them where they are. But so often we put our problem in the wrong place. I said, don't put your problem between you and God. Put God between you and your problem. Now, wouldn't that be something? Because what we do, we tell God all about this problem over and over. And then, you know, it might be this big. And by the time we finish telling God, we got it all this big. Now we can't even see him because we've done told him how bad all this stuff is. Don't know what we're going to do. Is God short on, on, on any resources? None. Is, is, is he overworked? None. Is Is it too much for him to handle? No, but we want to tell them over and over and over. How many people got different? Don't raise your hand. That When you tell them, and they got to tell you the problem over and over and over again. And if your phone dies, they get mad and then they add that on to the problem when they call it back. They rehearse the hurt. They rehearse the hurt. And they go, I just, I'm just so depressed. Me too now. Wow. How many times can you tell me it's not good? Not minimizing that. Can you pick the positive in something? Can you say, you know what, I know you're going through this, but let me, tell you, let me tell you what God did in my life. Let me tell you what God saw God do in one of my friends' life. Let me tell you, you know, just share something. Hey, you know what, I got a scripture for you. I got a buddy about three times a week, he just picks out a scripture and man, I'm praying for you, let's see what's going on. Isn't it awesome when somebody turns around and, and, and yields to the word of God? We didn't have the cameras on, we were praising the Lord. A friend of mine that I see every blue moon, walked in the door this morning, walked over there. I finished playing. He said, Lord said, you just might need a hug. I love you, brother. Have a great day. And left. Wow. That's awesome, isn't it? I'm going to fix this right here real fast. Y'all can tell me you love me now because everybody's freezing. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you what. Isn't it awesome? When we actually follow the nudge of God. Isn't it something? You know what? When you get ready to follow the nudge of God, you know what the, the, the devil's going to tell you? Oh, uh, you're going to look stupid. Oh, what if you didn't hear him right? What if it's bad pizza? What if it's this? What if it's that? But well, guess what? When you step out and you know it's God, you don't care. I have made a fool of myself for myself. How about y'all? I mean, I'm telling you what, I can do it, boy. I can do it. Anybody else just start running their mouth, don't even have all the situation, all the pieces of the puzzle? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Problems will grow you. Are you moldable? But you know what happens? We just need to get along with God. And I'm going to tell you what happens sometimes. Problems will help you get along with God. Because when everything else is stripped away, that's what you got. And if that's where you're at today, or you're listening maybe six months from now, and that's where you're at, I want to encourage you, that is not a bad spot. It's not a comfortable spot, but it's not a bad spot. Because he is faithful. He will continue to show us what he has for us. Look at this here. Verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to to that end. Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Now, I'm I'm gonna tell you what, I know that we have an amazing church family and I'm not just talking about just praying for our church here. I'm just talking about praying for folks. How often do you pray for folks? How often do you take a little time and just say, Lord, I don't know what's going on in my brothers and sisters' life, but I'm going to just pray for them. I'm just going to, I'm just going to come to you, Lord, and, and ask you to, to, to work on their behalf. We see it over and over and over. Spending time with God. Look at the folks through the Bible that God used in a mighty way. They spent time with God. Did they still blow it? Did David ever blow it? Yeah, but he spent time with God. Joseph, he was trying to do the right thing, and everything got stripped away from him. But God was setting him in a place for a time such as this at the right time, the appointed time, that God would use him to save his people. So maybe you're in a spot right now and you say, I don't understand. I thought I was doing right. I thought I was going with this. Just hold on. Just hold on. Keep trusting. Keep listening. Keep praying. Keep praising the Lord. Now, everybody knows it's easy to praise the Lord when everything's good, isn't it? Woo, yeah. Boy, I tell you what, you, oh, yeah, got a new car. Look at that. Daffodils are blooming. Everything's good. All this. Oh, my husband thinks I'm all that and all that. Then let something happen. Oh. We do that. I'm, no, I'm not minimizing that. What happens if we just level it out and say, you know what? I'm going to praise God when it's good. I'm going to praise God when it's bad. I'm going to trust God when it's good. I'm going to trust God when it's bad. Because he's the one that's going to sustain me. He's the one I can rely on. And over and over, when we go through problems, I'm going to tell you what, that's probably one of the best lessons we can learn in in a situation like that, that God is faithful, even when we're not. Somebody will say amen there. I'm going to tell you what, that's a good place to do it. So you know what? We need to get God's purpose and God's perspective. I know I was looking at that picture. That's amazing. Squirrel? <laughs> I'm just telling you. Giving you, you purpose in God's, God's way stre- is God's way of stretching and strengthening you. When I think about this, I was really thinking about a situation that made me kind of just go blank on that. You know, you, you, you seek after the Lord and you say, Lord, what is the purpose of this thing going on in my life? Lord, what is the purpose of this situation? Lord, how do you want me to handle this? And a lot of times we don't understand, but I'm going to tell you what. He's stretching us to be the person that he called us to be. He's stretching us to be that person that he's going to use later. He's stretching you so that people can point to you and say, hey, look, that person went through that. Maybe they can help me in my situation. As we continue to go on, look at this. We find that purpose. Your purpose is always going to be bigger than you. You can write that down right there. Your God-given purpose will always be bigger than you. That way, people won't know it's from God. You look at people that God used throughout the Bible. David, a little shepherd boy. I'd say that his purpose was a lot bigger than what he ever thought of. How about that? What about Ruth in the Bible? What about Esther? You know, all these things. And just like we were talking, this is kind of piggybacking on last week. We go from victory to victory to victory. It's not just one victory. No doubt when David killed Goliath, he thought, man, I'm at the top, baby. I got it. And he was still on the run. You will go through situations in your life, you have that victory. And you go through some of that time where where you just go, I just don't understand this. How could this happen? How could this this go? I didn't plan for this. Man. How many people got a plan for their life? Huh? Huh? How many people have sought the Lord for a plan for their life? How many people, and I know many of them have here, and my family's been on this side of this thing not too long ago too, but God worked it out. When you go to do, do something at the doctor and you're just going to get this regular little report and you're thinking about what you're going to get at Cracker Barrel and everything else, and then they pull you in another room and they start talking real serious. That'll change some stuff like that. When your wife says, but baby, that wasn't in her plans. That wasn't in her plans. You have to remind her, got to work the purpose together. Even when you're shaking at the core. How about that? Because this is where the smile comes on. What he has for us is God-sized. Let me tell you what. I pray God's not finished with us yet. How about y'all? I believe the best is yet to come. And I've already seen some God-sized things in my life. I'm not talking about bank accounts. I'm not talking about 401Ks. That, I ain't thinking about nothing like that. I'm talking about the privilege to proclaim the gospel, the privilege to help people, the privilege to see people help you back, the people that you can love, or people that that, that, that in the middle of the night when you've got a bad plumber they will come and help you. Amen. Mm. I ain't never been so glad to see a plumber in my life till about 11.30 last night. I was like, stuff's got to stop breaking. Everything I touch at my mom's house breaks. Man. People come and visit. I said, welcome to 1960. It ain't changed. Greg come over to me he says, I know what that is. It's a floor model TV. I said, yes, it is. He said, it's got a pretty good picture on it, too, isn't it? I said, it does. You know, you just keep rolling, man. You just keep going. But see, a lot of times we don't don't have God's perspective on it. But I'm going to tell you what, when we do get it, we realize that it's God's size. Amen? Look at this. God's perspective is eternal. I'm really getting down to this here now. God's perspective is eternal. We think we make some long-term plans. I'm at the stage of my life now at 54 that that I'm probably about 10 years behind on doing this. They said, you know, you got to plan for your future. You know, you got your investments. I was like, a what? <laughs> a what? That's not the lottery. No, I'm teasing. You got to plan for things, right? But I tell you what, I have been planning for since 1995, early on when the Lord coming into my life and saved me from my sin. My plan is to share Jesus with any and everybody I can. I don't care if you're in a drive-thru. I don't care if you're in a drive-by. If I can share Jesus with you, I'm going to share Jesus with you. I don't care if you're the pope. I don't care if you're the president. I don't care because I'm going to tell you what. Don't just assume somebody knows Jesus. Don't just assume. God has given us a privilege, a platform, and a responsibility to share our faith. You don't have to beat people with the gospel. Love them to it. But think about it. It's an eternal perspective. What about your legacy? We talk about that from time to time. I thought about this. Because this is the year that I'm actually going to write a will. I've been going to do it for 10 years. Getting closer. And I look at what we got, this and that. And I think about, okay, this goes here, this goes there, and all this. And I thought, you know, I leave what I have to my sons and stuff. and It's a few things. I look at insurance policies and stuff like that. That might get them down the road a little bit. Try to make things easier for your loved ones. But I thought last night when I was writing this, I said, even if I could leave them both a million dollar policy, and I did not give them the gospel, they would be bankrupt for eternity. So I just want you to hear this right now. This what the Lord was showing me. Don't get wrapped up about what you're leaving somebody or what you're giving somebody. The best thing you can give them is the truth of God's word. Because I can promise you this, and when we think about wills, we think about stuff, and we think about money, and we think about jewelry and all that. All those things are going to rot, rust everything else. I saw a thing the other day. We're going to be a cashless society before you know it real soon. They said by 2030, you won't even operate business nothing like you ever thought. Who would have thought 15 years ago that somebody would fly you something to your front porch with a drone? What's a drone? I didn't know what a drone was. It's moving. It's moving. It's moving. Things are changing. Got some good news. God never changes. See, I, I think about these things, and, 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 and really, if you look at about, when you talk about the Old Testament and the New Testament, it's really a, another word for covenant. A covenant is a deal. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a signed contract. We have a contract with God that when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, that he applies the, the shed blood of Christ to our account, wiping our sin as far as the east is to the west. He rose again on the third day. He said, whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And we're set in a family. It's sealed and signed with the blood of Christ. That's our covenant. That's the new covenant. That's what we have as believers by faith in him. The finished work of the cross, right? Is there anything better? Is there anything better? I don't care how big your house is. I don't care how much is in your 401k. I don't care how many people you got on Instagram or whoever, whatever out there. Do you know Jesus? The thing I love about sharing the gospel, it's level at the cross, baby. Woo! It's amazing, isn't it? God would turn around and say, I'll use you. I'll use you. I'll use you. I'll use you. The question is, will you let him use you? Will you let him use you on your job? Will you let him use you in your family? I'm going to go back to this thing again. This is real. I spent a lot of time thinking about this. Maybe this is just where I'm at in my life. And maybe it's, you know, I, I pray that it's, it's something that will be encouraging to you. But I thought, as I look around in my dad's garage and everything else, the things that he, he has left me and the things that he was so proud to leave me and all these different things, half the stuff don't work. Why do you say five girls that are broke? Why? Why? Why do you have a three-wheel wagon? All this is yours one day, son. Appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> He's going, gotcha, yeah. But if you were born in 1929, 1930, you might understand that better. He's trying to do the best he could. And I appreciate everything my folks have done for me. But nothing more than loving me And a home that embraced the Bible. Nothing more than praying for me and my children and my family. I don't care about the stuff. I don't care about the stuff. Y'all have heard me say this from time to time again. Grandmama and granddaddy, they, they laying the stuff out and they said, Hey, you know, if there's something that you like or something like that, I said, I'm good. Everything's good. Y'all heard me say this. And, and I'm saying this to remind her. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Well, whatever you want. You let me know if you want some. I said, Grandma, I'm, I'm good. And after everything said, everything was done, I said, if no one else takes this, there's one thing I'd like. And she says, what do you want, babes? I said, could I have your Bible? She said, you can have all of them. I said, yeah, I like that. And I said, if you want to write me a love note in there somewhere, that's good, too. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll make a deal with you. If I, make, if I get out of here first, you can have my grandmama. What a bargain. Y'all heard it. It's on tape. Because I know how much she's invested in the word of God. I know how she's prayed over her family. I know that she was praying for me before I got here because she said she was praying for a husband, for a wife, for her her daughter. She might still be praying. (laughs) Y'all always laugh at that part, don't you? But you know what? It's amazing. Because I know this. What she has given me and what my in-laws have given me have been love, love, Prayer, hope. They've done a lot for us, don't get me wrong. But nothing means more to me that I know they're a phone call away and they're willing to pray and they're willing to do and they're willing to forgive because you know what? That's the legacy that I see them living now. I want to give that to my kids. I want to give that to my grandchildren. Not stuff. Jesus, how about you? So I say all this. Are you dressed for the mission? Are you dressed for the mission? You know, I saw a thing the other day and I just, I thought this was the most prettiest thing I I could hear uh, because it reminded somebody I know. There was a little girl that you guys might have said it was, was, uh, she had to do a 911 call. I think she's about five years old. And her dad is having chest pains. And right when the dad calls 911, He gets where he can't talk. So his little girl steps in. And she says, yeah, my dad's got chest pain. They said, well, how old is your dad? And she's asking, how old are you and everything else. And and they said, how you doing? She kept saying, so far, so good. (laughs) So cute, right? So far, so good. And she's talking. And he says, is the door locked? They're coming. Just stay on the phone. Is the door locked? No, we're in our pajamas. (laughs) Can you unlock the door, honey? Yeah, but I don't know what I'm going to wear. i got a tank top. I don't know if I should wear my shoes. <laughs> and guy's just unlock the door. We have a dog. He's a good dog. And the dad's no doubt dad going, oh, my goodness, please. we we'll send him, right? We take so much time getting dressed for every day. Not just the clothes, not the high heels, the makeup, the hair, right? Some of, it, t- some of it, it takes everything we can do just to put a smile on our face. And friends, I'm sorry if that's, that's what's going on, but this right here will help you. Because God is for you, and God loves you, and he made a way for us. Let me share something with you right here. Somebody sent this to me the other day, and I said, man, i got to use this. I want you all to look at this. It says, God formed us. Sin deformed us. The Bible informs us. But Jesus transforms us. Isn't that the truth? Let's read it again. God formed us. Sin deformed us. The Bible informs us. But Jesus transforms us. Put on the full armor of God. Keep the shield up. Stand in the faith. Finally be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. I said, some folks take so much time getting ready that they never get going. Y'all hear what I said? Well, I'm going to go to church sometime. I'm going to get ready to go to church sometime. Well, you know, I, man, I tell you what, I had so much going on, I just can't make it. Oh, you know, I'm going to do this. Oh, you know, I'm going to get where, where I'm going to give my life to the Lord sometime. You know, I'm going to live my life the way I want sometime, you know, and, and come around. You see, we always think we've got more time. See, I'm talking about a will and this, I'm talking about that, I'm talking about, okay, okay, I could get uh, Social Security at 65, I could do this, you've got to have a plan. But see, many years ago, God came into my life and he set the ultimate plan. Forgiveness, grace, eternal life. How about you? I wrote a few things down as we bring this to a close. You're equipped. You're strong in him. I said, you have his mighty power available to you. You're forgiven. You're a child of God. You have a robe of righteousness. How often do you wear your robe of righteousness? Not lording it over of somebody, but walk in the fullness of who you are as a child of God. Friends, I'm going to tell you, get dressed for the mission. Put on the full armor of God. Open up God's word. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, I thank you today for the message. I thank you for the the smiles and the the laughs and the joy that you bring as we continue to just think about how serious this is in our life. The Bible says it's a point that a man or woman once died, then the judgment will stand before awesome and amazing Holy God. It can't be around sin. And Lord, you've made a way so that we can come boldly to the throne of grace because of your great sacrifice, laying your life down for us. So Father, to someone here today that's never put their faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, I pray that they do. Somebody might be listening and say, well, why do I need to do that? The Bible says that God is perfect and holy. And we have transgressed, we have broke God's holy law. That leaves us guilty before the Lord. The only payment for that sin to be paid had to be a life for a life. And it had to be the perfect sacrifice. And that perfect sacrifice was laid down for you. Jesus Christ came and lived a life that was sinless. He went willingly and laid his life down. They beat him. They spit on him. They pulled his beard. All this so that we could go free. He died a criminal's death and he never did anything wrong. They put him on a cross with a thorn, thorns around his head. And they mocked him and they beat him. That's what sin looks like. Don't let it lie to you. The world will tell you, oh, it's okay. That's what it looks like. It looks like death because that's what it is. For the wages of sin are death. And Jesus came and died on that cross. He poured out his blood for us as an atonement, as a payment for us. And they put him in a tomb. And on the third day, he rose, showing us that he conquered the grave. He's an overcomer. And when the Bible says, when we put our faith and trust in him, we substitute our life and put on his Righteousness, I just said it a minute ago. If you've put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, if you said, Lord, I'm turning from my sin, I believe you're the Son of God. By faith, Lord, I'm asking you to come into my life and forgive me. Forgive me of my sin, Lord, I'm sorry. But Lord, I want, a, I want a new life in you. The Bible says that we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Friend, you can't add to it. You just have to believe it and trust it you got God's word on it. Get dressed for the mission. Put on the full armor of God. Walk in the righteousness of God. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Receive it today. And everybody said, amen. Friends, if you tuned in today, I pray that this message was a blessing to you. If you've got any questions, send us an email, text us, whatever you want to do. We just want you to grow closer in the Lord because he loves you and we do too. Have a great day. Everybody said, amen.